We are in the book of James today on Bridges, and we are going to start out talking about playing favorites. I'm Monica Schmelter. Welcome to Bridges. Today on Bridges, we're going to be looking in the book of James, talking about chapter two, uh, talking about playing favorites. So we're going to dig in together. And my pastor, Corey Tremble, is here. And Corey, it's always good to have you. Thanks for having me again. I really appreciate it. So I love the book of James because it's really practical faith Mm -hmm. and it helps just everything be made really simple for me. Very straightforward. (laughs) So we're going to start out with talking James chapter two. Mm -hmm. And playing favorites, because that's our human tendency, I think. I remember the the last time I taught the book of James, um, one of the things it says, uh, James says, if someone comes into church and uh, and they're wearing really nice clothes and they have a bunch of gold rings, that we're not to treat them differently than someone who just comes in who who is of humble origins. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember researching this, and, and people haven't changed much over time. Uh, back then, it was a very common practice that people could rent gold jewelry <laughs> before they would go to parties. Gotcha. So if you were invited to a party or if you're going to the temple on the weekend, you could go buy all this or not buy, rent all this. So you couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. but you could make yourself look like you had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I remember researching that and saying, wow. We do the exact same thing today. We do it with our cars. Mm -hmm. We live house poor. Mm -hmm. We put clothes on all kinds of credit and get ourselves in massive amounts of debt just so we can impress people. And um, it's almost like this life of struggling to not be found out. And um, that's not exactly what he's talking about. But but the sin of favoritism is, is we can often see people and want to build a relationship with them or get to know them or give them special privilege based on how they look, but they may not even be what they present themselves to be. Right. Plus, I think the whole thing with playing favorites is it's really not authentic or genuine to just want to know someone or build a relationship with them based on how they look or what we think we can get from them. And you just hit the nail on the head. Favoritism is always rooted in what can I get out of this? Yeah. So it's like most people, right? Human nature, you walk into a room Mm -hmm. and you try to talk to whoever looks like the most interesting person or sit at that table. But that's not really what the Bible teaches us. Nor is it the example that Jesus said. I mean, Jesus, Jesus always went to the ones that, quite frankly, no one wanted to sit by. Right. Right. To give to people who can't repay. That's right. Right. To no, didn't come for the sick, but for those who, or didn't come for the, the ones who are healthy, but for those who are sick. So, yeah. And so that's exactly counterculture to our human nature. Mm-hmm. And yet, if we practice that, mm-hmm. we can build some really wonderful relationships and grow our character and learn a whole lot. I was going to say, we might just meet some interesting people that are different from us that, mm-hmm. uh, can help us be richer individuals and, and more in-depth individuals. Yeah, and and just learn so much along the way mm-hmm. instead of judging everything by outer appearances mm-hmm. because most of what we're looking at, it's not really the way that it is. That's right. Well, it goes back to something we said in the in the last episode is, is are we going to pursue what benefits us or are we going to pursue what benefits the kingdom of God? And then I, I think having the kind of heart, and I think the Holy Spirit can develop this kind of heart in us for the 
marginalized, the fringe, the, um, the, the, the not beautiful people or the not wealthy people or whatever the case may be. I think God developing that heart in us and us acting that out and not showing favoritism and not putting ourselves first um, honors God yes. uh, in a great way. Yeah. Well, in the, in the book of James, chapter 2, one of, the, one of the passages of scriptures really addresses treating other people the way that we'd like to be treated. Yes. And I think that that means when we are with the marginalized, when we are with those that are on the fringe or, you know, disregarded or whatever, we have to ask ourselves, well, how would I like to be treated? Well, and, and James calls that the royal law. Fulfill the royal law, that that is a kingdom principle to love your neighbor as yourself. Really something, isn't it? And, and <laughs> quite simple, isn't this, I mean, isn't this what your grand, you know, your grandmother told you to do, treat people the way you want to be treated? Yeah. If you, you don't, don't have, have anything, anything nice to say, don't say it. Simple principles. And of course, <laughs> that's what's so beautiful again about the book of James is there is nothing overtly complicated mm-hmm. in this. Uh, I think the complicated thing is going out and practicing right. these things. Right. Because it, it doesn't come naturally to us. It, it is supernatural. Like we have to decide, right, that we're going to live this way. That's right. Right. We have to decide that faith without works is dead. So I have to decide, okay, as much as humanly possible, I'm going to treat other people the way that I'd like to be treated, mm-hmm. understanding I will mess up, Sure. but that I can apologize, I can repent, and move forward, but that my lifestyle needs to be to treat other people the way I want to be treated. Well, and you said it again in the in the in the first episode we did on chapter one of James that that there is this process that um, you know twenty year old Monica might have been working towards that, but wasn't the, you know quite there yet. And now you know thirty two year old Monica exactly. has gotten <laughs> uh, a lot further on in that progression. Mm-hmm. But 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 it is it is the case. It is just that we are deliberately trying to do better at this, and the Holy Spirit gives us that ability, walks with us, shows us grace when we fail at yes. it, and continues to mold our heart to be more like His. Yeah. And you know, you just said something that's really important about maturing, because mm-hmm. I have people that I've known like since my twenties, and their maturity and character is the same. As they're in their 20s. I said this to someone recently. I feel like our society right now in the United States is in a stage of arrested development. Mm-hmm. Not only arrested development, we're trying to digress or, or, or move mm-hmm. backwards. We're yeah. trying so desperately. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like we missed something as adolescents and we're trying to go back and recapture right. this thing. Well, and um, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, because we believe the lie in our culture that... Younger is better and more valuable, and you want to do all of that. But really, there's a lot of peace that comes with gaining maturity. Of course. A lot of security that comes from knowing the Lord better. And, and it is, it is, it, it again is, it is us knowing our identity in Jesus mm-hmm. and being secure in the fact that this process is a good thing. Yeah. And, uh, and you and I know it, it is not always easy getting older. I'm no. in my mid forties now. And, you know, when, yeah, you know, just before we started filming, I mean, like, I'm like, man, my, my hands hurt yeah. and it used to not be like that, but mm-hmm. there is so much beauty in this age. Yeah. And, and I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to go backwards emotionally. No. Um, and I think this is a very common yeah. thing is that we should be maturing, yeah. growing. Cause I think aging in our culture just makes it even harder 
Yes. Yeah, so we not only have the physical aches that I didn't have when I was, <laughs> in, even in my 40s, right? I have more than I had then. Looking in the mirror and just seeing myself older can be hard sometimes, but there's so much beauty that comes with all of it. And I can look back and I can see the faithfulness of God Amen. in my life in such a great way Amen. that I wasn't able to see when I was 20. Not because I was bad when I was 20, I just didn't have the life experience. So I can look at a 20-year-old and say, I can promise you he's going to be faithful. Not just that, it, it, at the age you are now versus when you were when you were 20, you can look at people with empathy mm-hmm. because you've lived. Yep. You can look at people with grace. Yep. Um, and again, I believe as we get older, it should, I don't say with everyone, it should be easier for us to love people as we love ourselves as we age yes. because we start to understand the human condition a little bit more. We do. And we understand that even wonderful Christian people mess up. We understand the value of relationships, right? That's, and that's it's right. like, I don't want to just be mean and not be that person's friend anymore because they had been a good friend. That's correct. And so I want to forgive and I want to move forward. So we we learn from the word. And as we age and as we mature and give ourselves, surrender, live a surrendered life to the Lord, there are wonderful things that happen mm-hmm. as we get older. That's right. Something else he says right after that is <clears throat> he basically talks about that if we commit one sin, we've, we've committed all the sins. And that's another thing we do. And as we get older, we learn... Um, that all sin uh, grieves the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. All sin puts a gap between us and, and, and God. And, and in people's immaturity, they think, well, I do this, but it's not as bad as what Monica does. Exactly. And, and, um, and we learn right after where he says, treat, treat other people the way you want to be treated. Also understand that, that their sin is no more egregious than, than right. your sin. Right. And this is, this is, again, points to another huge problem in Christianity in the United States is we're so busy pointing out the faults of others that we have not addressed the evil that right. is still unresolved in our own hearts. And this isn't really true over all of life, but in the moment, it can seem so much easier to recognize other people's sins and their faults and their foibles, and it makes us feel better about ourselves. Yes. Because we're human, I know that it's stupid, but we do it mm-hmm. and we convince ourselves that this is right. But if if I'm willing, though, to look in the mirror of God's word, if I'm willing to let his word speak to me, then I do understand that I may think what I'm doing is so much better than this person. That's right. But sin is sin. It all grieves God. And we're we're still to identify and call out sin. I mean, Matthew 7, when it says, judge not, lest ye be judged, that doesn't mean that we are not to make judgments. But before we do that, Jesus says, we address the, the plank that is in your eye. Mm-hmm. Then we are able to see clearly enough to help people pull those splinters out of their, uh, their eye. And I think James is hitting at a similar thing. Um, it's not that one part of the law is more important than the other. We're, we're, we're to do our best to honor all of it and how we live. So, And to just understand, right, that we're all in process and this is going somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? This is going somewhere. We're not just living for today. There is eternity. And it's not going to all look like it is on this earth. And we need to prepare and be prepared. That's right. Right, to live our lives as a sacrifice to him. And whatever he says to do, we do it. 
And again, when he says mercy triumphs over judgment, yeah. if I want to experience the mercy of God, I've got to learn to be merciful That's right. to others because one day you and I will stand in front mm-hmm. of Jesus. Yeah. And the word says uh, every word indeed will be held into account. So I just want to make sure that I have been merciful. Amen. And that there's so much on social media, and I'm not a big social media fan it's person. It was a, yeah, it's garbage. It's a waste. But people will... If someone has a moral failure, they'll jump all over this person. And I just think, how would I feel if that was me? How would I feel if that's my husband? It's, it's ridiculous. And again, we just covered uh, in John the, the, the story in chapter 8 about the, the woman caught in the middle of adultery. And, and it's, so, it's become uh, you know, kind of a colloquialism in our society, but it, but it really is true. And Jesus said, okay, does she deserve punishment? Yeah, but whoever has been completely innocent, go ahead and punish her. Exactly. And so what that means is there's only one who is innocent enough and pure enough to to lay a judgment on us. That's right. Um, and it's not you and I. No. And so we, we are to show mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. It's not that we are not to make sound judgment, but to show grace, to show mercy, right. because we, we, we want that from the exactly. Lord. Exactly, because right is still right and wrong is still wrong. Amen. We just don't have to Amen. pile on people and make what's bad Kick them already worse. Yeah, we're going to take right. a break. I want you to stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment with more on the Book of James on Bridges. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Life can be hard. And days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicaschmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicaschmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. When that temptation comes, you want to make sure that you are dressed for battle. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith, and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. 
Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We're going to move on to a really easy topic in the book of James. James chapter 3 talks a lot about our words and the power of our words. And so, Corey, there's just mm, even gossiping by a prayer request, right? (laughs) Our words. Uh, Our words are very, very important. Um, Again, he starts off in chapter 3, not many should be teachers because you know that you'll receive a stricter judgment that, that... if you are in a position um, like yours or like mine or not even like ours, I think this, I think this applies to parents. Yes. I think this applies to even people who have influence. Yes. That what you say um, yes. carries a lot of weight, and I think that works on two levels: the stricter judgment. You know, um, doing you know working in television, that a lot of people see you, and if you say something foolish, yep. that you will hear about it. Yes. Uh, if I say something foolish, I will hear about it. There's that level. And then there is, of course, the mm-hmm. divine level that yeah. if we are leading people in the wrong direction. Right. And we need to be careful, right? Because if God gives you or allows you to be in a position mm-hmm. of leadership or a position of influence, I need to be cognizant. I need to be careful with my words right. and not mislead people. That's so. Right. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to steward, and with parents, right, affecting our children and impacting them with the words that we say, with the lifestyle that we live. Correct. Because um, they're going to pick up on more than just what we tell them. They're going to see our actions, like all of that. That that verse, those verses are very, very humbling. Well, and again, look at the ramifications of a society right now that has not valued raising our children properly and and it it talks about stricter judgment i think Mm -hmm. in a certain level we are living under that judgment Mm -hmm. because our society is crumbling well you know we talked about in the first segment that people want to kind of regress right right. and be less mature and we see that responsible less responsible we see that in parenting right Mm -hmm. that parents desire more to be their friends that's right right more for their kids approval that's right you know i think about you know, even in the family that I grew up in, my parents are Christian now, and I thank God for that. But it, it wasn't a Christian home. But my parents were not interested in being my friend. Yes, they're being your parents. They were my mom and dad. That's right. And if they made me angry and if I cried because <clears throat> they said I couldn't do blah, blah, I don't know if it hurt them or not, but they sure didn't act like it. Mm. They said things like, as long as you live in our house. You're going to go by our rules. Because just like Jesus said, um, Jesus said, I discipline you because yes. I love you, because right. I care for you. That's right. That's right. And we see the ramifications, the judgment, if you will, of a society that, that is not um, calculative and careful with what they say, mm-hmm. how they lead. Uh, again, it says here that it, the, the, the tongue stains the whole body sets the course of life on fire. Yeah. And we That's see what the that. tongue does. We see that in our culture. Like we see that, like people say, make insane comments mm-hmm. and act like they're really smart mm-hmm. and philosophical, right? Like love is love. My truth, your truth. Asinine statements. Anything that you want to think, you, you just do that. You know, just follow your heart. Follow you know, your if heart. I followed my heart. Yeah. If we followed our heart, I mean, the Bible says that like we 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 harbor murderous thoughts. We we harbor uh, horrible things mm-hmm. in our heart. Right. You know, if if one seeks out their heart, I tell my kids this, and they give me a hard time because you know it. 
it doesn't really bode well when you're when you're watching like a Disney movie and they're singing a song and I'm like, don't really follow your heart. They're like, Dad, stop. <laughs> but uh, it, it is true. If I were to go into the depths of Corey's heart, there's mm-hmm. dark stuff in there unless mm-hmm. I've repented and let God seek that out. That's right. And bring light into that. I don't want to follow me. No. And anybody, any one of us, when we're under a lot of pressure or a crisis. Mm-hmm. Our hearts can think all kinds of things of how to make oh, that Lord. go away, how to, how to make this stop, how to make that stop. Because the Bible says, be careful when you think you stand, lest you fall. So there has to be that, that level of humility to not think that I have it all together and that whatever I say is right. So if I have something that is in my heart, I have to pray about that. I have to line that up with the word. Mm. Because I had a young lady say to me once, she goes, "Is it?" she liked this particular guy, but the problem was he's married. And she wanted to know. <laughs> that is a problem. Yeah. She, yeah. she wanted to know. She goes, is, is, do you think it's okay if I pray if he gets a divorce? I'm like, it's absolutely not okay. It's not okay. She goes, well, I feel like it's okay because, you know, I really like him. I'm like, it doesn't matter what you feel. No, you, this is wrong 100% of the time. Because our hearts can be deceptive, the word says. Yes. I don't doubt that she really liked him. I don't doubt she had emotions accompanying that, but those emotions don't line up with God's word. Amen. So, yeah, so she did go a different direction. Praise the Lord. I'm so happy, but I just couldn't believe I had to say that to somebody. Well, and we say things, and I'm not trying to dog her out because I don't know who it is, but but things will come up out of us Mm -hmm. because the Bible says that out of the abundance of what's going on here, these Mm -hmm. things come out. So, um and again, so this goes back to, to, to God is gracious and God is quick to forgive. So if we have allowed some bad stuff to fester in here and it does come out, we can ask for God's forgiveness. Amen. We can ask for each other's forgiveness. God is quick to forgive. Hopefully other people are quick to forgive. But it is true that if we do not address things that are here, things are going to come out and they do tremendous. If, if the word says it can set the course of life on fire, mm. that's, that's bad. Yes. So we need to make sure that we get a grip. Uh, blessings and cursings come out of the same mouth, and that, that shouldn't be this way, James yeah. says. So what does it mean if it is happening that way? What do we do? <sighs> so again, I, I, I'm in this stage, and, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong in this, I don't know, but I'm in this stage to where I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm very tired of like the duplicity of, of, of professing Christians, that I can kind of act this way, live this way, and then also act this way, and live this way. And I think the Bible tells us very, very clearly that that it's impossible for us to serve two masters. Yep. It's impossible. And, and, and he says here, you're, you're blessing. You're, you're, you're saying these very Christian things here. You're also cutting people down. You're talking bad. Um, maybe you're, you're swearing at people saying these things. And the brother of Jesus here says that it shouldn't be this way. Right. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Right. So something has to be addressed if we find ourselves both blessing and cursing simultaneously. Because it's an indicator, right? So when I read the word and it says that, if I'm doing that, then it's an indicator. That's God. That's the Holy Spirit wanting to correct me, Mm -hmm. wanting to help me stop that and do what's right. That's why I like the book of James because it's just really practical. It's It's a good book for men because, you know. Man, it's just straightforward. Do this, don't do that. Because it's not all flowery. <laughs> no, it's just, it just hits you between the eyes. It does. Stop doing this. It does. It does. And it just makes it very, very clear. Mm-hmm. I think even most children could get it. You don't have totally. to be a deep-thinking theologian. Um, and it talks a little bit in about being at peace with God. 
Let's talk about that. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, at peace with God. I think I, something something we've we've talked about several times is is that there is this process. You brought that up, and I think at first when we are when we are infantile believers, that that peace is sometimes a little tricky because the world is so noisy, the world is so confusing. I think it is it is over that um, sanctification process, mm-hmm. over that time of being with Him, and the more time we're with Him, we start to think like Him, act like Him. I think it builds confidence in us and who he is. And I kick myself a lot. And you and I talked before this, this, you know, before we started shooting these episodes. And um, even as a 43-year-old pastor, I've been pastoring for 14 years, there are curveballs sometimes to where you, you've, you have kind of a, a relapse and fall into fear. Mm-hmm. And then God works it out again. Mm-hmm. And you almost feel the sense of guilt of, Lord... Why do I keep questioning you? Mm-hmm. And I just need to learn to be more at peace with God is never going to do anything. Um, as long as I'm walking with him, I don't believe he will ever do anything for, for my detriment. No, because he's only good. He's only good and he loves us. Yeah, and but that it doesn't mean that nothing that seems detrimental won't ever happen. Correct. Or that we won't understand it. And, and that helps me to be at peace with God Mm -hmm. to just say that. Like, I don't have to understand this. It doesn't look good to me. I don't like it, but he's only good. He's always faithful and I can rest in that. And, uh, I don't always do really well at resting in that either. Right. I get upset. I get worried. I, I try to take it back into my own hands and then I have to lay it down again. I think you just hit the nail on the head too. It is that control. And I think for someone like yourself, for, for someone like me, someone who may be in a, a high level of leadership or, or an entrepreneur or a pastor or a TV producer or whatever, there is a certain amount of control that, that we're used to having. And when mm-hmm. we feel like we don't have that, mm-hmm. it gets very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like to think of myself as a control freak, but I can look at certain areas and certain places in my life, and I am. Me too. You know, and and me the, too. And what's best for me is to not deny that, right? But to just say to God, I just really want to be in control, and that's not the right place for me because He's ultimately in control. That is correct. And I have to accept whatever He allows mm-hmm. graciously. And pray through it and be obedient all the way through it. That's right. Well, and again, I, I think you and I know all that here. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting that here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing, right? Because a lot of people are Christians up here. Mm. But being Christian in here, really, that's that faith and works. That's all of that coming together. That is correct. Right? Because people can even memorize scripture and say it and not do it. We do it all the time. We, yeah. we, you, you talking about that thing of peace, though, the very last thing he says in chapter 3 is, uh, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace, but he says, by those who cultivate mm-hmm. peace, which cultivating something means that I have to intentionally get my hands in it. Exactly. And cultivate is like working. Working right? at it. We're working for peace. That's right. We're not just being ridiculous and just ignoring everything. Right. Right. And saying Everything is peaceful. We're working, We're working at, peace. at peace, at 
being peacemakers, if it's relationships or, you know, whatever it is, we're working. And, and how often, and we're, we'll get into an election cycle next year, how oftentimes <laughs> do we hear professing Christians not, not cultivating peace, but actually cultivating chaos? And we've seen that. We see it all the time. And it's awful. It is awful. And it's not good for the kingdom and it's not good for the witness. And, and when James says we need to be people who are cultivating, not chaos, cultivating peace. That's right. When I walk into a situation um, that I should be trying to to de-escalate, that yes. I should be trying to, and, and I do that with the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And to have the attitude of if there is conflict, instead of highlighting the conflict, what can I do to bring this together? What points do we agree? What point can we come to that we can say, okay, we don't agree, but we can move forward in faith? Build bridges, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's you like it. That, huh? Yeah, I do. I do. So we are out of time, Corey, but thank you so much for coming. And we will pick up in another episode. Once again, Book of James, chapters four and five. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit YouTube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.